Hello, and welcome to another episode of Throne Controllers Podcast. I'm Bats, and as always, I am joined by the questing case. Case, uh, yeah. what have you been playing? Oh, I see. Since you've called me the questing case, I've actually only been playing questing games. That's all as that may be. Um, so, like I said last week, okay, it's, it's, maybe this is a, um, a coming thing with me. I'll tell everyone games I'll be playing before I play them. I uh, said that I would play Legend of Grimrock. Which is um, uh, Transformers? No, I keep on saying Grimlock, but it's not Grimlock, and it makes me sad. No, it's no. It's, it's, uh, it's Grim Grimlock's um, cooler brother, Grimrock. <laughs> Anyhow, does it horns all the time? No, 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 it does not. It is an action role playing game by the finished indie developer Almost Human. I think uh, I think action is a strong word. <laughs> it's somewhat actionable. Uh, it, it's in the style of some old classic games like Dungeon Master and Eye of the Beholder and Ultima Un- Underworld, where you basically in a 3D like viewpoint, you're moving through like a dungeon. Um, you can even think like Wolfenstein style, except mm-hmm. you're not like constantly moving forward. Like you can kind of like take one step forward, one step forward, one step forward. Yeah, like a flip book. Yeah, kind of like a flip book, but better. Uh, so the story of the game is you, well, you create four characters and there are four characters who are actually prisoners, senators, Sentenced by the court for the crimes against the king, and you're thrown into Mount Grimrock, which is a prison. Uh, and you're allowed if you actually um, escape this prison, you uh, are pardoned, but no one's ever escaped before. So that's basically the whole deal of the game: is that you're gonna try to get out of this dungeon, uh, which is you know kind of uh, fun. Uh, the, I mean, it's kind of interesting when you when you rest. There is this disembodied voice that starts talking to you randomly, which is kind of strange. But it, I mean, it plays like any old school role playing game. You move around, you might find a monster. You know, when you find the monster, you click on your weapons of choice to swing those weapons and kill them. Uh, you have a party of four. You can make it any mixture of you want, but you know you're gonna do like the mage, fighter, rogue type mixture of a uh, party. Um, I think I did two rogues. A wizard and a fighter, just because I'm crazy. Uh, so, I mean, I guess some of the interesting stuff is you you have to set up your walking order, and the person in the back can only attack with ranged weapons. So that's kind of neat. Uh, there's a uh, th- they there's a lot of like hidden traps and stuff, which is kind of cool. So like you'll like you actually see like the, the place where if you step, it's going to open a trap. So you can like throw a rock on it, or you can like find like little switches in the walls. You'll see like a little rock that looks like not the same as the other it's, you sing the song this one's not the same as the other one and you press that rock and it like slides open a secret somewhere or like there's like sometimes there's like different levers you have to pull in the right order to open new areas of the dungeon doing magic's a little interesting because you click on your mage and say hey i want to do magic and then you have to pick the runes you want to put together before you do the spell so if you, you just pick random runes you your spell won't work so you kind of i mean I, I actually did discover one doing that but like you have to like if you don't you have to find scrolls that tell you what the different spells are you could use. But so that's what other what other lessons did you learn about magic? That if you are standing next to a wall facing it, and you throw a fireball, you will kill everyone in your party. Hmm, that's a good lesson to learn. I think that's a life lesson. <laughs> I wasn't actually reading the manuals or taking any of the tutorials at all, so. I finally realized that I could click on my mage's hands and make it and actually do spells. I didn't know I could do that. And so I was standing facing a wall, pl- was pressing buttons, you know, trying to figure out what things did. And all of a sudden, everyone died. I'm like, what the fuck did I do? And it turned out I threw a fireball into the wall and killed everyone. It was mm. pretty sad. 
pretty sad indeed. But no, you know, it's it's pretty it's it's you know it's old school action role playing game, dungeon crawler. Uh, I enjoy it. It's fun. It was like pretty cheap. I would say if you like those old school games, you should really check it out. Um, it's you know it's fun, fun game. But then on the other side of the world, the triple A title world, I spent a lot of time playing Guilds of War Two Beta Extravaganza this weekend. I think I played it with you, Bats. Did I not? I think that was I, you. I, I was there. You were there. There was there was questing to be had. Role playing. I don't even know what to talk about with this game anymore. So they unlocked for this beta. They unlocked the last two races, which are don't know what they're really called, but gnomes and elves. Uh, they're not really called gnomes and elves, but they are in theory gnomes and elves. Uh, the gnomes are short people that are really good mechanically, so they have like futuristic kind of futuristic control devices which i found kind of odd for a fantasy world um and you can control gnomes at points uh, not gnomes you are a gnome robots Gollum. Gollums Gollum. at some points i guess uh i think me and you played first as gnomes i played an elementalist uh what'd you play bats engineer engineer so the elementalist you know it's it, actually that was kind of interesting because Depending on what weapon you're carrying determines what spells you have. Uh, so, like, if you have a staff, you have a set of spells that are of different elements. If you have a, um, a scepter, you have a different set of spells. And if you have the daggers out, you have a different set of spells. So, I was using a staff, and I had, like, a few healing spells and stuff like that. So, it was pretty fun playing around with that. And I told my buddy later, I'm like, hey, you should do an elementalist. I think you'll like it because it's kind of offensive and heal spells. But he played it with daggers, so he had no heal spells, and he thought I was crazy when I was telling him about there were heal spells for that character. And, uh, and it's actually kind of neat that the Elementus has that wide a range of different playing styles available. Yeah, I think I think you lucked out because you at first didn't think you could use daggers, so I think it led you down the path to use that magic more than you would have. Yeah, well, that's for sure. But I think it helped us out a lot party-wise. No, definitely, definitely. The healing spells really came in handy. Yeah. Um, and how, what did the engineer actually have? I don't even remember. Uh, the engineer was more. It, it's more. It's like a ranged character. Yeah, it has a lot of uh, ranged attacks, and I mean, overall, you can do stuff like uh, build turrets. Huh? Yeah, turrets now. So, uh, like, you have a turret that sh- just shoots, or you can have a fire turret, or you can have a healing turret. So. Uh, there's different turrets you can lay down. So he's kind of a ranged, almost defensive class, I'd say. You can kind of play him. Could you play him like uh, – I mean this is a really bad analogy, but you could actually be like um, – what are those games called? Tower defenses with them? Build a bunch of turrets? Well, you, the thing is I, you can you can put down – a guy could put down a, a, uh, a regular machine gun turret and then a healing turret, but – uh, with as far as we got, I wasn't able to put down multiple, and I don't know if that's an option later or not. We just didn't get leveled up enough to to see if that was. But it would be a very sad tower <laughs> yes. defense. Two towers in your faces. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we played. We I think we both made it to level ten. So we uh, you know, we got pretty far, I guess, for the time we played with that race. Um, I. I I, I didn't mind the gnomes. I, I think their their starting world was pretty. It was a little slow. Yeah. But once we, I think when we started going underwater, I kind of got into it a little bit more. And then from that, like I guess level five on, I kind of got more into that that game, that that path of uh, of the game. But I'm not sure. And then uh, later that night, we played after I saw Batman. Spoilers. 
Batman is Wayne's father. Anyhow, we did the elves, which are sort of like, I think they call it civilians or Sylvanias, which are leaf people. They're, they're born from the trees. So their body makeup is kind of all leafy. Like they're all leaves basically. And you start off naked for some reason. I'm not really going to give the background of what each of the stories are. Like, oh, I was in the dream world. I'm fighting nightmares. Uh, but in this one, I started off as a warrior. And our compatriot was an elementalist, like we said earlier. And Bats, you played – I'm not sure what ne- you played. Necromancer. Necromancer. So I think I got the level three of the warrior and, and said, fuck this. I don't like it. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it's not – I don't think it's a problem with the game. I just think it's me and the, how warriors fight. It's just like you run up and you pound the sword button, really. I know I'm going to get a lot of emails saying, oh, there's so much strategy to being a warrior. You're going to control the mobs. But really, uh, you just kind of hit things with swords. So I uh, re-rolled a character and went with the thief, um, which I played before, I believe, as a human. But I, I focused more on daggers. So I focused this time on, the, on using the ranged weapons, uh, pistols. And I'll admit, I, I, got fun. I had a lot of fun with it. I'm thinking right now in my brain, I will be playing Elementalist, a Thief, and a Mesmer. But I'm not sure what race yet. Um, the Elven race, I think, started off stronger than the Gnomes levels. But then it kind of petered out more at the end of it. And so far, I, I think I like the, the human one we did. Yeah, I think human. Oh, man, I think human was my favorite of all the races. But I, I don't it's, think it's called human, but you know what I mean? Well, there. Well, yeah. I just don't know if, uh, like, I don't know if human is. I don't know. I feel like I'm cheesing out if I just do human. It's supposed to be fantasy. I should do something other than human. I should yeah. not name my character Case. But I might. I might start with the human um, and go from there. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of cool. I um. I they unlocked um crafting in the demo beta too, which is you know standard crafting stuff. You you can. You can find trees to cut down, mines to mine, uh, and get equipment to not the materials to actually build weapons and armor and stuff like that. You can also salvage um, materials from equipment you've uh, found during combat. You know, so I mean, it's standard procedure there. Nothing mind blowing. So yeah. Anyhow, so that's all the questing I did all week. I didn't play any other games other than those two. So, Betty, what did you play? Well, of course, I played Guild Wars with you, as you just said. Yes. And Anything uh, to add? I would say the Necromancer, I just want to touch upon that. I, I mean, I got, you know, I got I got up past, I think it was little, I got to level six on, on the Necromancer. And really, until you get past level five, you don't have any skill points to put into it. And finally, I was able to um, summon one monster that would actually attack people. But, um, I mean, the whole part at the beginning, I'm just sitting around just slashing people with my my knives and stuff like that, which I think a necromancer, really, that shouldn't be, you know, how it starts off, but maybe, you know, you know, a lot of them just start off that way with their basic attack. So maybe it just has to play it more, but it definitely, it's one, if you like playing a necromancer, uh, you're, you're going to have to put some patience into it. Cause at, at the beginning, it's going to be just like a normal, almost like a warrior. You have to get right up and attack people right in the face. Yeah. And with, and with Guild of Wars, that's a, that's not, that's a little harder than it sounds. It's not like, wow, we can kind of go pound on someone. There's a lot of movement involved and chaos involved in Guilds of War, uh, combat. 
yeah, it's it's going it's going crazy. So, because I think we, me and you, got in a few battles where at least ten of us, the non NPCs, being like attacked by fifteen or so, you know, monsters, and spells are flying and shit's like everywhere, and you're like holy fucking hell, I, I like I have no idea how a warrior could keep track of all that crap. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't click on the guy because there's so many things moving around with other characters, you can't click on them to attack them. So you can hit the tab button to go to the next enemy, but it might not be the one you want because you, you could cycle through them. But the one you might get to, by the time you tab through it, might be dead. So you hit yeah. tab and you just hit attack and you're not even sure if your guy's actually attacking because you can't even see. You're like, I think something's happening. I think I'm close. That, that's the thing like with the warrior. It's like there's a few times where I'm like, I think I'm close enough. I'm like, I'm, I think I'm moving. I'm not sure. You know, so that, that's why the warrior got annoying. Where like my uh, thief, there was a button I pressed. Even if things fight close with daggers. There's a button that you press that jumps. He jumps towards the victim, you know. So that was kind of like, oh, jump towards the victim. Now I know I'm close enough, you know. But right. So that was that. I also played more Rainbow Moon. I you know I talked about that last week. That uh, that uh, JRPG. That's just a just a grind. Still still grinding at that game. Trophies. Yeah, you know, not so, I mean, not so much. They don't. They're not exactly raining from the sky. If I was really playing games for trophies, there's much better games to get them much quicker. This game is just one of those ones where you could sit down, walk around, do your grind. It's kind of relaxing, you know, type of thing. Standard. I don't know. If you like, if you like really old school like RPGs, you'd be into it type of thing. So, I think it's a it's a, a very acquired taste. I don't think it's for everybody. Yeah. Um, then also from uh, last week, I bought uh, two games uh, on the Steam uh, sale. I bought uh, Metro Twenty Thirty Three, which I've played before. It's an older game, and a much older game, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, uh, I played Metro Twenty Thirty Three. Uh, it's still a good game, um, though I would love to see what they can do with the new one that's coming out. The new one, which it kind of got me excited. I was like, oh, I want to play the new one, um, and then. So here, here's my thing. Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic. Gets a lot of positive reviews from people that have played it. Um, one, when you get something on Steam, shouldn't it just work? That's my first question. It didn't work? No, I clicked on it and it just crashed. <laughs> and I had to go look in the Steam forums and everybody says that it doesn't work. You have to go into the Steam folder and do all this stupid crap, turn stuff off, flips things, crick, you know, all this weird shit. And then you could finally run it. And then I could run it, but um, eventually the controls just stopped working. Like, I couldn't go through any doors. Like, uh, oh. the WSMAD keys stopped working. Like, I couldn't run anymore. It was just, it was kind of frustrating, and I wasn't that into it. And yeah. obviously, probably because I only put about an hour into it. And I just kind of got pissed off. I was like, you know what? I mean, I only paid two bucks for whatever. But, you know, if if you get some on Steam, I kind of expect it to work. Oh, no, I agree. It sh- I think it not. It shouldn't be that bad, at least, about that. Yeah. So I was like, I didn't know I had to dig through the whole game and look up, like, root folders and, and crap and disable stuff. And I was like, I, I shouldn't have to do this. You know, I yeah. could see, understand, like, a run as an administrator, like, maybe, but not. this. I, I was outside of Steam. And had to execute it from an executable inside some subfolder. Yeah, that, that seems amazing to me. I think and the funny thing is I have it too, and I think I remember that annoyance whenever I uh, actually played it. <laughs> All right, so now I'm like, I don't even remember what the steps were to play it again. So even if I was like, yeah, I'll give it another shot, I'm like, I don't. I have to go look up this 
this book where to go find out what I need to go click and run. I'm like, I'm not doing that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I was, I was a little disappointed with that. I mean, because it's, it's a fairly old game, but, um, you know, they should, they should patch them so it can run on a modern system. Then that should be the, that should, if they're going to be in steam, I mean, at that point they should just be, it should be a steam well, works or whatever. Especially if it's like a, in the, one of the big steam sale games. Yeah, really I, I saw, so in in the forums, there were several people that were pissed off and said, "Keep your two dollars." Yeah. And I was like, "For two, when someone's pissed off enough to write in a form, keep your two dollars." They're pretty pissed off. No, I like my two dollars. I like it. So yeah, I mean that's pretty much what I played. I just you know obviously I dicked around with Metro uh, twenty thirty three some, uh, which was good. Um, you know the the what I really liked about the game was the feel, the weapons. It was always really good. Yeah, yeah. No, everything about Metro. I like the well. I know Metro twenty thirty three is old, but I love the um, shadows things that were supposed to drain your life. If you got close to them. At the very the story it was like this really cool, scary thing, and then uh, they never built on that. No, they, no, they really didn't. Like, <laughs> I was, you could in the game I played the, the first time I played all the way through. I never touched any of them, and I was like, okay, so. I saw one once or something like that, and then the rest of the time I never saw it. I was like, okay, so those are, those are, the, those are a thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, all right, cool. I, I was, the, the biggest challenge was probably, I'd say, running out of gas mask or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, because you can't breathe outside of the. Right. I'm like, gosh, I'm running out of time. Yeah. That was or you get banged up and the thing starts cracking. I'm like, oh shit. Well, I also t- t- try to play a few parts very stealthily, so that sometimes I get pissed off because I would wake up people. But you know, you could actually run, gun, run and gun it very easily. But that's how I play every game. So I was yeah, like, I, I was like shooting everybody. Yeah. Um, also, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the, the sequel. It'd be cool. Yeah. So, um, so that was games, and you know, it is the the summer, so everything's a little slow. So playing, you know, older games right Wait. now. If you got a backlog, catch up on that. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out. I think next week I will have played Costume Quest. Oh, I played that really good game. I really enjoy that game. But yeah. it's like a game. I think to be honest, and I don't want to uh, pull you away from playing now, but I think it's much better to play in the fall. So I should wait to the fall. I really think you should. I mean, I, I mean, it's well, a great, I, I, I was also it's a great game, but it's got this. It's like it's like um, it's like a holiday special. Well, I it's, also have Quantum Conundrum still sitting on my desk here. And play I that. But I mean, if you play that in the fall, like October, November, especially being, you know, uh, East Coast up here, it, you you're like you know exactly what it's about. Right. Like, yes, yeah. which is odd since the company that made it is Double Fine, which is located in San Francisco. Man. <laughs> True that. All right, all right. So that's enough about games. Let's talk about some news. Some news in the slow world of news slowness. Slow news. Daisy's gonna have a competition, man. Did you hear Day-Z. that? I I heard that. Brother. We both heard that. I was, I'm a little bit excited about that. You're excited about War Z? Um, yeah. All right. For those who don't know, uh, World War Z was a book that came out. I think it was like two, three years ago. Uh, maybe um, later, even later than that. Yeah. It was kind of like the re-beginning of the zombie craze again. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it was more a little bit farther. Maybe I only read it two or three years ago. I don't know. Well, anyhow, so the the, the book was basically um, a zombie story, but it was like post-zombie apocalypse where a reporter was reporting on how the outbreak happened, how why they couldn't control it, and then like how they finally like fixed everything 
right? Basically, what the story was. It was, yeah, it's, it was like a reporter looking back in history at a world war against zombies. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, the reporter isn't exactly. He was a correspondent for the for the UN, and he did a report. Yes, that's what it was, yeah. And then uh, he had all this extra stuff that was more personal stories, and the UN was like, they just wanted the facts. So he took all that extra commentary and interviews and decided to make more of a, a documentary of the uh, personal views. And, and this is supposed to be like 15 years after. So it's not during the thing, but you're so you're listening to people's yeah. talk about when they were fighting um, World War Z, or they called them Zed or Zack. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, exactly. So. Yeah, it was like cool. So they're apparently making – well, they're already making a movie based on the book and now they're making a game based on the movie based on the book. Right. But it, the funny thing is it's supposed to be an MMO. Yeah, which is interesting since it's all weird because it, the zombie thing's over in the book. So are they going to make it about not what the book's about? I think it's going to be during the, the zombie part. Yeah. Or maybe they'll do – so each each quest will be someone's flashback. I was thinking that if well, if it wasn't MMO. I think that would be a kind of cool little thing to do where you uh, walk around and talk to someone, and then when you do, you live their story. Yeah, yeah, that would be kind of neat. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, but if it's going MMO, that, I don't think that would work out since you're gonna be with a group of people. Um, the interesting, I think the most interesting thing from the book for me was when they were talking about why the United States military couldn't stop the zombies. Yeah, because they tried, They had all like technology and stuff. Yeah, it was all tech, and there and and you know the army's taught to cause enough pain to your enemies so they forfeit. Right. So they're uh, not taught to shoot in the head. They're taught to this, you know, uh, unload on them. And since we never shot them, they just never retreat because there's over overwhelming firepower, shock and awe. And you yeah. can't shock and awe the dead. Exactly. So I, I found that part a little really cool in the book. So that's, that's pretty exciting. That's I mean. What forty years from now? <laughs> I don't even know what the release date was. Um, they they haven't really said. They say it like they said. Uh, blah blah blah. I'm, I'm reading some stuff on the on the side about it, but it doesn't. Um, I don't think it really. It really said to say. I don't think they they know when. Yeah. But. Um, um, I, I think it'll be interesting. I, and luckily, I think it'll be less of a, um, you know, DayZ is more of, you know, it's built on that that war shooter. It's very realistic and based on a lot of the really try to be as realistic as, as possible to the the whole, you know, army type of thing. So when they throw the zombie in, the, in there and stuff like that. So it's very technical and very, it's... Um, you know, it's not forgiving at all. I think this would be more of a, a gamey experience. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm looking forward to because I, I, I mean, zombies obviously aren't real, so I don't want to play a game that's super Aww. real. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I swore those people I shot on the way over here were zombies. Well, they might have been. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's move on. That's enough zombie talk. Okay. Let's talk about something that's not zombies. How about, oh, well, I, maybe this is zombie, more zombie-related, but I'm going to bring it up anyhow. So did you hear that Bioware is going to raise a de- the dead and make an ultimate forever? An ultimate forever? The game Ultima forever. Oh, Ultima. Yeah, sorry, I said ultimate. So they've been working with Richard Gurr, it's old Ultima 
for property to create a new entry in EA's grown collection of free-to-play titles. But it's like the big announcement, Ultima Forever has been seeped in mystery. Bam. Yeah, I don't care. You don't care? You never played? You never played? No, nope, I never played Ultima. No. At least I don't remember. Okay, then. Well, anyhow, so Bioware apparently is doing something in the Ultima world. Ultima. Ultima. Right, maybe it'll be good. Yeah, maybe it won't be. Who knows? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. You know your uh, your uh, Kickstarter little console there? Yeah, my... Wait, I got an email from them about how to pronounce it. Oh, it's yeah? It's like, oh, yeah, without the Y. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think last week you might have said that one time, one of the versions. <laughs> yeah, when you throw out every way of saying a word, you might say the right one. Oh, gee, I would you go I think he so, said oh, it. Oh yeah, there. I might have, might have said it. So yeah, oh yeah. So what about did, oh yeah? Uh, did you hear how big it is? It is as big as a Rubik's cube. Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised. I mean, a lot of the pictures and stuff like that, I thought it'd be bigger. But then when I think about it, uh, I just thought maybe if if it's gonna have a graphics card or and all or anything at all. But I guess it. Remember, it's play. It's 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 Android OS, so it plays all your Windows. Develop phones. Oh, I know. Cell there's, phone, develop phones. So. I just don't see it running any modern AAA titles then. Yes. I think that's the thing people do not understand about it. They're not going to be the high-end AAA titles, I don't believe. Now, on the same note, the, I, I mentioned last week where it was supposed to be free-to-play. It's what they were kept on saying. It was free-to-play, free-to-play, free-to-play. Well, their version of free-to-play means that every game available will have a demo or a level free to play or the ones that have all the ads in it. Yes. So when they say free to play, they don't mean that all the games be free. So like if Mass Effect 3 somehow became on it, you might get the first level and then they'll say you have to pay $30 to unlock the rest of the game. So uh, everything we hate about the industry. Yeah. It's not free to play. It is like every other in like all the other consoles out there. <laughs> so, I guess not all games have demos, but on this thing, all games will have demos. So, anyhow. Fair enough. Fair enough. Did you see the uh, new screenshots of the kind of um, fan-powered Kickstarter-funded Wasteland 2? No, that's like the only Kickstarter video game I did not put money into because I never played Wasteland 1. So it's like um, the makers, well, not the makers, but the people who love the original Fallout games. Yeah. Uh, that kind of top-down uh, type of thing. Um, and so the Wasteland games are supposed to be like that. Obviously, they don't have the rights to the Fallout stuff, so they made stuff like that. But people are always going to complain. Some people are like, I'm not playing this because it doesn't look like Wasteland 1 or something like that. But it's That's it's just... Stupid. It's just stupid. So it looks interesting. It's top down. I played the original Fallout, the first one. It's fine, but I felt like it was a little clunky. I bet you if you had played it back when it first came out, it was probably amazing because it was probably very revolutionary. But now playing it back, you know, uh, retroactively, it's not not that great. So um, maybe this will be that same RC feel top down that I thought was kind of a cool um, look but with maybe some modern controls and uh, interfaces and uh, inventory and stuff like that. So maybe it'll be good. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. 
find out. The screenshot looks looks good that they have the one, <laughs> which is more like an art direction, I'd have to say, than the screenshot. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. So, want to hear some interesting uh, stat this week? Because you know yes. MMOs have been really focused for PCs. Uh huh. And there's a MMO called DC Universe Online. Yeah, I own it. Yeah, seventy percent of the players that play the game play it on the PS3. I have it on the PS3. I, do you play it? I never play it. Yes, but I'm just saying that's kind of interesting. Kind of interesting. Uh, another yeah. fun stat: three million copies of Minecraft sold on XBLA. Yeah, I find that crazy. It is freaking crazy. I mean, what the? And 1.1 million Xbox 360s were sold this month, June. That's crazy. Doesn't everyone have systems already? It's been fucking five years. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm oh, just I'm dumbfounded by that. Did we talk about Peter Monolix's game last episode, or is that something I found out this week? Um, that's something you found out this week, and you put up on Facebook. Uh, and throw controllers, didn't I? I think yeah, and throw controllers. Right. Well, then a link to Facebook. Yes. So. And then I said some comment about like, oh, we're not making fun of all. Oh, it's so crazy because it's like, so he has a new studio, uh, something twenty two, twenty two cans. Yeah. And apparently, one of the things twenty two cans is supposed to do is make small, little, quick, experimental games. Is what they originally were saying. So the first game they came out with is called Curiosity. And the trailer for it talks is like, basically, it sounds like it's a mockery of Peter Molyneux talking about how this is the next big game. It's the most amazing thing, blah, blah, blah. But it's inside this cube. And apparently when the game gets released, everyone has to chip away at the cube to get inside to see what this amazing revelation is going to be on the 28th. Uh, just, it's... Wacky. He's got wacky stuff. That was like, he was like, I've got this the most amazing game, and the whole thing fits on the back of a postage stamp. And I was like, what? what? The whole game is like, the whole written game is on the back of a postage stamp. That's the whole base of the game. Like, that's not a very good, that's not a very good write-up for it, then, I guess. <laughs> is, it, yeah. is, it, is it just the word game? Did you just write the word game on the back of a stamp? Uh, it's like, you'll feel emotions towards the characters, like, you know, Every day before, and then I played that game. I didn't feel any emotion towards the characters at all. No, no I didn't either. So Peter Molyneux might not be true to himself, but Kurt Schilling apparently is not. Um, he's true to himself. So you know how Three Thirty Eight Studios kind of like blew up in the horribleness because of horrible decisions and bad management. Oh yeah, yeah, and missing deadlines. Oh Wait, yeah. Well, no, Kurt Schilling came out and said this week. Not his fault. No, no, no. He didn't say that, actually. What he said was, yeah, another problem was that, uh, well, the game just wasn't fun. The Ooh. MMO they never released. Ooh. So apparently he didn't even think the game was fun that they were working on. Wow. So. Then you should have stopped doing that. <laughs> hey, oh, man, what are we doing? Oh, we bake cakes here. All right, how's that going? Man, these cakes suck. Well, why, why are you making more of them? I, d- I don't know. I, I have a problem. I'm just... I'm, well, maybe he just uh, didn't have time. Maybe he's like, oh, if I put more dog poop in and enough dog poop, maybe people start liking dog poop. Yeah, well, apparently the employees liked Kurt Shirley. Apparently he never said your game sucks to their face. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't mind his... I never played the MMO, obviously no one did, but uh, the, the other game wasn't bad. And I thought you got a lot of bang for your buck. Wow, he said a lot of cr- shit, man. He also said that, apparently, he also... Uh, deadlines were missed because all the infighting that happened between the executives. Awesome. Um, and so, different direct They told staffers to do different things at the same time. Awesome. <laughs> so... Here, and apparently, Shiller would undermine uh, managers randomly then give direct orders to employees. Awesome. Man, this is like the craziest thing ever. This is like a company that I would work for and then hate everyone. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's what happens to all the companies I work for. Well, don't, maybe they hate you. Yes, maybe they do. You know, um, you no, know that's, that's no. too bad, you know, how someone could mismanage their company and could just go to shit. But uh, speaking of companies, Nintendo. Yes. Nintendo says the Wii U is going to be, quote, important for the world. Oh, yeah. That was this week they said that. Important for the world, people. They're releasing it so fast not to compete against Microsoft and Sony's because it's so important for the world. They pretty much said they don't care. Yes. we we don't, we're not going to change our strategy because it's important to the world. We're not just they said stuff like we're not the more beef type of console. Yes. Or they said being first in the next generation rate is not important at all. No, it's because they have to release this because it's so important to the world. So they said it's going to be important to the world. So apparently, the Wii U now cures hunger. And disease. Woot, woot. So you can eat your Wii U, and if you're sick, you can jam it directly into your chest or up your butt. <laughs> that would hurt. Yeah. And, well, you'll get better. Just jam the Wii U up your butt. Oh, it might be small enough. Who knows? Oh, wait. No, that's the Oya. Oya. Oye. Oya. Oya. Oya? Yeah. Yahoo. Oya. Oya. Anyhow. Awesome. Ooh. Um, I only have, I have nothing else to say, but I have one thing to say. Oh, all right. I have another thing to say, but you can say what you got to say. So, Last of Us. Naughty Dog's game coming out. Survival, yeah. Survival game. Oh, man. I'm excited for that game. They were showing off some uh, of the clips and stuff, and they're mm-hmm. talking about how you're going to learn about the characters, of uh, what they have experienced and haven't experienced throughout not the game's history, but their prior to surviving history. Right. By whenever you walk into elements in the environment, they'll react differently depending on how they re- would have reacted, you know, depending if they're connected to that item. So, like, there might be a movie poster, and if the guy, if you saw the movie, they might say one thing. If they didn't see the movie, they say another, um, and stuff like that. So, like, a lot of the elements are being very interactive to build the back story of the characters. Right on. Versus it just being told to you over voiceover. Right, so they're just going to seep it out slowly throughout the whole game. Yeah. If you run into those items, if you never go over and look at the items, you won't get the story at all. Right. No, I think that's that's definitely interesting. So I want to talk a little bit about a game and a company that's doing DLC right. Uh, Mass Effect 3? No, no. Well, they are doing it right. They're leaving a lot of stuff for free, but I really like this one. So Gearbox... They're working on Borderlands 2. Borderlands 2. 
which, uh, you know, I like the Borderlands 1. I'm looking forward to the Borderlands 2. And they have said the game is done. Borderlands 2, done. It's sent out for certification. Full game, done. It's out of their hands. It's in certification. So since they're done with the game, they're starting to work on DLC. Yes. Which makes sense. Yes. And it's going to have a, the DLC is going to have a new character and a new class. It's a, a necromancer. It's a, I guess it's like a robot necromancer. I don't know. It's, a, it's this punky looking chick with a robot arm. Um, it's a mech friendly character. So it'll be available about 60 to 90 days after release, they're saying, of the game. But here's the thing, and this is what I like. If you pre order Borderlands, then when it comes out, you get it for free. Free? Is that so, what my, that's what Mass Effect 2 did. Uh, for, the, for the DLC? Yeah. Everybody's been getting the multiplayer for free. No, no, no. Mass Effect 2, remember, if you pre ordered it, you got the Cerberus Pass. And for right. like, in the first five DLCs oh, for, are free. Uh, Mass Effect 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was saying yeah, Mass Effect yeah. 2, yeah. So, I mean, that's how it should be done. Because what I'm saying is, for pre-ordering it, I'm not only getting the game, but I'm also getting rewarded for pre-ordering it by saying, hey, you are someone who is investing in this game before even playing it. We're also going to give you the free first DLC, free to go along with it, which we're working on right now. So people say, like, if they're all like, oh, it's on the disc or whatever, even it doesn't sound like it is. But even then, they're saying, hey, you pre-ordered it, we're going to give it to you, you know? I just, wish, I just wish they gave me a statue when I pre-ordered. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. All right. That's, no, that's cool. I like it. I agree. That's how DLC should be. But they should also include um, horse armor. Horse armor? I think yeah. they should include horse armor in every game. Yes, I think they do. Especially in Half, Half-Life 3. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Horse armor. Or Reaper armor. Yes. That'd be cool. <laughs> For your Reaper. <laughs> Why was it uh, Mass Effect 3 is so polluted with other game armors? That annoyed me. Yeah, I know. Well, they, they started, they did like one or two and two, and they were like, if you bought Dead Space 2, here's what you got. If you bought Dragon Age, you got this one. And I had them all. So, like, I had like, oh, it's horrible. I don't know. I hated it. And they weren't that great. No, they weren't. I had, my, the armor I had was better, I think. I just never, never I bought one. I bought them, I think, just to buy them. But, yeah. Yeah. So. So that's news, brother. Is it? Well, I mean, for this time of year, it's slow news, except for, you know, uh, all the new consoles that got released we're not going to talk about. But what if I had one more thing? Oh, who are you, Steve Jobs? Oh, one more thing. Yeah, big boom. All right, what's the, what's the one more thing? Nothing. Oh, awesome. That's totally, like... No, wait. No, wait. Dark, oh. Christopher Nolan, the director of Dark Knight, um, might is talking about game design. So wow, that, that was almost not even... So maybe fun. he'll get, design a game, and his stories are probably fucking awesome. Hey, did you know there's some people out there who might talk about or think about making a game? That's what you just said. But this is Christopher Nolan. I don't give a crap. It's like saying, hey, did you hear Kurt Schilling starting a video game studio? Yeah, he did it too. So maybe this guy would. Yeah, do it. well, that doesn't mean just because he can make movies, he can make video games. It does. No, it doesn't. No, it kind of does. Okay. Kind of. We'll see. We shall see. Come on, it was on the New Yorker. Oh, then it's got to be good if it's in the New Yorker. <laughs> well, New York would never lie. All right, anyhow. Quiet. So uh, let's. What? Questions. Do we have questions this week? We do have questions. All right. Do you want, do you want to do some questions? Let's do some questions. Let's do some questions. 
to the G. I want to go to the the, the question that I'm not sure can be answered, but it can be vaguely false. Answered. No, it's not. It's not a true or false. Yes, that's in case. What is your favorite game of all time? That's not a that's not a valid question. We've already had this similar question to that before. Why is it not a valid question? It's there's rules to the questions of those types. Well, this is what they asked. This, okay, let's say this. What is your favorite game to come out in the past five years? This okay. generation. You still have genres to pick from. You know what? If you just pick okay, pick a game out of your top ten. <laughs> I told you there wasn't really an answer for it. You go first. You want to go first? Uh, let's see. Um, let's see. A game I really, really like recently that I would play a lot. Uh, Fallout 3. It incorporates my post-apocalyptic love, role-playing love, uh, the ability to shoot people in the face love. Love it. 25. <sighs> I would say Bioshock. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I don't think I would have picked that for you. That last six years? I don't, what would you have picked for last uh, semi-five years ago? I don't know. I was thinking of more of a stealthy game. I'm trying to think of something more stealthy. I would have said Thief, the game Thief, but that's not in the last five years. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you a secret. You don't like Thief? I never played Thief. What? It's like the ultimate stealth game. I know. I'm well aware. I'm well aware. Uh, what it is. It's probably too late now, though. I know. I tried playing it now, and I was just like, "Oh, I can't stand this." Oh man! Did you ever play uh, the original the game? Yes, I did like that. Butcher's uh, which one? The, the first. The, the first one. Yeah. Yeah, Riddick's the uh, Escape from Butcher Bay. Yeah, I like that game. That was a good game. That's All what. Right. That yeah. But no, I would say Bioshock for for the last five years. I mean, the problem is if you go like for long, long ass time forever. Like you got like System Shock Two in there. You got like all the Half Lives. You, this is they're like so hard right. to compare. There's just right. like we get the point. It's just like books. You know, like there's classic books. There's just a set of books that are just really good books, and everyone will should read them in school. There should be a set of games that everyone should have to play in school. I, you know what? I, if that comes up on a voting thing where there has to be a video game class, I will vote for that. Yes, and there should be. Uh, we'll work on what games that must be played by the kids. The academic. Yes. This year we're going to go back to the classics. Yeah, I think this is a great idea. I think we should pitch it to a college somewhere. Yeah. Well, all right. All right. All Let's right. pitch it out. All right. Next question. Next question I pulled up was some quick fire questions for Case. All right. <laughs> I'm quick. You ready? I misfire a lot. Sometimes ready? I pre fire. So quick fire. Quick fire. Ready? I already fired. Oh, okay. That's too bad. All right. Well, Drink some Gatorade. Ready? Go quick fire some more. <laughs> well, shoot. you need to start firing at me. All right. So, Case. Yes. Would you prefer to own an old school uh, table arcade machine of either Pac-Man or Centipede? Centipede. Ooh, I thought you would go Pac-Man. No, no. I'm a Centipede man. I don't, Pac-Man's just, eh, no Centipede. Man, I love those top downs. It used to be at like the pizza place. Yes, but I also like the ball. That's why I like centipede. Yeah, I like mean, balls. Oh man, I always knew you liked balls. <laughs> um, case. Yes. If you could only choose one. Yeah. Transformers or yes. comic books. Transformers. Wow, man! Transformers always wins. Because <laughs> they're awesome. Wait, do I still get the Transformer comic books? 
I'd say yes on that one. Okay. Because that's part of the, the whole Transformers thing. Yeah, okay. Then Transformers. Case. Yes. Twitter or Facebook? Twitter. Why Twitter? Because <laughs> Facebook sucks. Yeah, but you can, you can virtually stock hot chicks. I, what? This point is taken, but <laughs> that involves the stocking. Also involves me having to find out that you know somebody's mom's second cousin's sister had a baby, and now there's five thousand pictures of that baby you know, doing stupid shit that they think's cute. Like they should just call it baby book, or look at my damn kids book, or look at my pets book, or this is my political opinion book. No, I like Twitter, even though Twitter has a lot more to process i think they go through because you know you get a shit ton of twits so, yeah but i also find that I, I i can glance at twitter and not have to deal with the facebook's fucking ui the, the facebook's yeah. all right last quick fire question for case that's me headphones or surround sound i have surround sound headphones no i think they mean headphones obviously surround sound headphones or surround sound in a room without the headphones i have surround sound headphones I don't see where this problem is here. Headphones or speaker surround sound not attached to your skull. But I have surround sound headphones. You know, you understand the question. Uh, no, I don't. If I'm on my PC, I use headphones. If I'm uh, on my three consoles, I use the sound system. I'll answer this question. Headphones, because I think that they give you a much deeper and much more accurate sound sound. You can hear people and bulbs whizzing by. Though I do like wearing uh, surround sound and not having to have something clamped around my ears. It makes it easier. I to like the sleep. big speakers, because when I was in college with my surround sound playing Doom, I have all, the neighbors would pound on the wall because it was so thin. It was fun. Are you sure they were pounding on the wall and not just? No, it was set? definitely because it was like four a.m. and I'm like, I have like the Gatling gun out, going <laughs> like at full volume, and then they were definitely fucking pounding on the wall, making me shut up. Oh, all right, yeah, all right. You can feel it better. You can feel the bass in your chest. Boom, the bass. Any more all questions? Right. Yeah. Next question. That's in case. Do you think if someone gets a million dollars plus on Kickstarter, can they can still be considered an indie developer? Yes. Hmm. You think yes? Why? I don't think they're independent at that point. I think it's crowdsourced. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. It's not. Um. It's not. They're not like part of a big de- developer. But you start getting a lot of money. Are you really indie? Yes. Yeah, you want to say any more besides just yes, yes, yes. Next, next, next question. question. Moving on. No, you're still indie. I mean, you you're not being controlled by a large corporation. All your decisions are still made by you as a company. None of the crowdsourced people have a say in your game. It's all on you. It's all on your design. It's all on your game mechanics. It's all on your assets, your graphics. No one can come over to you and say, oh, no, we don't like that because we have a deal with Pepsi, so you can't put a Pepsi can in that uh, – Coke can in that slot. Okay. So you have no control. You're independent. That's what indie stands for. Yeah, but I think there's another definition of indie out there that's no. – right? Well, I think there is in the subculture a little bit. No, that's, that's the hipster culture who thinks that you can only be cool if you don't have money. That's stupid. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. That's oh, fair. Well, that, all right, then what about um, uh, Cube, that game Cube? They, they got money from the Indie Game Foundation. Gave them like 
the forty fifty thousand dollars? Is he not indie now because he got fifty thousand dollars? What about the the guy that made the Counter Strike mod? When he made the Counter Strike mod, he got a shit ton of money for it. Was he not indie modder when he did it? I don't know. He got a job know. from Valve. Does that make him not? So was it not made by an? In, well, now he has a job from Valve. He's not. Well, made. he is now. Yes. I mean, yes. I think if I think if you make a game, an indie game, and you make like fifteen million dollars because it's a great game, like Angry Birds, and then your next game, you're not indie anymore. I could say that. But if you have a game, you're still not controlled by a corporate entity just because you have a lot of money. Then you're not. No, you, you actually can become the corporate entity at that time. That sounds kind of hipster. No, you can become corporate entity even so. And once you make a lot of money, you're then you're part of the problem. No, because my no, it's not a problem. My, Minecraft. The guy that did Minecraft, what's his name? I don't remember his name. Whatever his name is, I don't know. He even said that people um, were talking about indie games and talking about how he's a great indie developer. And he said, no, I can't consider myself indie anymore because my game made me enough money that I am now considered a corporation. But before that, he was indie because he wasn't a corporation. Yeah, all right. Well, I guess, I guess you know, it depends on what, where. And then my question comes into, back to that person, what about music? What, what defines an indie band? I guess on an independent label. Yeah, but independent labels are still corporations, and they still get money for being on that label. Well, I don't know, man. I think it's up to a personal opinion. I think labeling shit is kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't label you as a gamer, because you're not good at it. Next question. All right, whatever. <laughs> whatever, bro. All right, sis. Any um, questions? Pretty sneaky, sis. <laughs> Any more questions? <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. Dear Case. Yes. This this has to do with last week we talked about Sir Sam. So somebody wrote in. Yes. Not exactly what you were looking for, but here we go. Dear Case. Yeah. Uh-huh. You should play the Sam game because Sam is a good name. My guess is that the game is about Sammy Davis Jr. How does it work? Adventure? Rock band style? I need more details. Does Frank Sinatra make an appearance? Are there ninjas? So, uh, the question that's I will have to answer, I'll play it and find out. Because here's the weird thing: we were talking about it to see if I should buy it on Steam sale. So the you know the reason that good email came so late. But I was just scrolling through my library of games in Steam, and I have Serious Sam Classic, the first encounter. <laughs> I have Serious Sam Classic, the second encounter. Serious Sam Double D and Serious Sam the Random Encounter. <laughs> so you just don't own three. Yeah, apparently I already own four of them, and I haven't played any of them. So I should maybe maybe I'll play one this week and let and report back to everybody. All right, I want to know if it's about Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, I'll find out because he's All pretty right. serious. Serious Sam. I may, I want to just know if partway through the game he just you know he, he starts uh, either singing his rat a tat tat uh, song from. Um, Ocean's Eleven, uh, the the original and only good one. Or if he, uh, you know, starts singing Mr. Bojangles and, and starts stomping on people's heads. Yeah, I will let you know that. All right. Well, in case if somebody wanted to write in and you know maybe correct this particular person about anything about you know say hey yeah there are ninjas in this game. Uh, where where are they send those messages? To. Shut the fuck up at podcast.com. Wait, no. No, now I have to create that stupid email address. Podcast at thronecontrollers.com. Yes. 
can be part of the show. You can also be part of the show by following us on Twitter at Controller Talk, uh, where, where Case has been tweeting up some tweets. So check also, out the Twitters. I can send them twits because I'm not that smart. All right. So lower your IQ by following us on the Twitters. You can also go to the Facebooks, give us the likes, search for Throne Controllers. Usually when I post something on the site, it'll pop up there if one of us goes and updates it, most likely. <laughs> if we remember, because yes. we're, we're professionals. We're indie podcasters. Lastly, you can always go to the site to check out what has probably been posted or go to the bottom page and check out the profile for Case and I and see if you can catch up with us on one of our gaming devices. If you do send us some messages on one of our tags, just feel free to mention that you're coming from the Throne Controllers community. Uh, that will help us not ignore you like we probably would. Yeah, probably true. So, Case, uh, before we go, do you have any words of wisdom? The blue shift is the best shift. Well, on that note, we're out. Case. Hello and welcome to the show.